So this is the Eggs on Everything podcast. Hey. And season one, we're on comedy. So we're going to continue filling out our bracket and continue learning about comedy, writing comedy, what it's like to do comedy, getting your first stand-up gig, all that, all that fun stuff. And to help us learn about comedy today, we have Ariana Rodriguez, Hello. actress, comedian, lover, Per her Instagram page, yeah. lover of people and laughs and things. So, Ariana, yeah. who's the first comedian that made you laugh? The first comedian. So, my father was really into comedy, particularly stand-up. And um, I guess whatever he was watching, I'd watch. So, I have to say the very first time I even heard or even knew about stand-up was when he was watching Sinbad. 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 Okay, so hanging, he, hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yeah, Sinbad. He did a special. And my father was just in stitches. And there was just a particular joke that he had. It was a McDonald's joke. Yeah. How how you'd go into McDonald's and it's like a thick shake and they give you this tight straw just to mess with you. And yep. you're just sucking this. Yeah. Hold on, Tony. Pull it up for us. We're going to do the whole front. <laughs> like, we don't already got it ready. You know what I mean? We're going to pull it up. Um, so... Go ahead, play the clip, bro. We're just going to cut right into the clip. You cannot finish a shake from McDonald's. <laughs> Gave you that little old straw to mess with you. You be sitting there and that big vein come out in your forehead. You be... Your eyes bulge out. You be... Then you get excited because you see it coming up the straw. You be... <laughs> You'd be so happy to get a taste. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a Pepsi to wash it down, please? <laughs> Yo, that's... Oh, my God. That's so funny to me. His act out, you know, and he's, like, trying to suck it through the straw without passing out. Yeah. And he's, like, that little taste that he did get, he's like... I feel like one, one thing that, I, that I've learned to love is uh, the comedians that make something entertaining out of the utterly mundane. Yeah, you, I respect that, too. Yeah. Because I feel like we've all been there mm -hmm. where we're trying to pull mcdonald's milkshake through a straw right but not all of our minds make a joke out of it mm -hmm. so it's like what is it about the comedic mind that like lets you put jokes together like how do you put jokes together i i mean for me it's just uh it has to have some emotional trigger to it you know i have to have some sort of either frustration or overly excited about something and i catch myself like wow this is this is a little too much um or embarrassment yeah. You know, and I think you, you kind of pick it from there. I mean, mundane things are pretty. I, I think when when a comedian gets really clear about, you know, their comedy, they're not really writing or trying to make anyone laugh particularly. They're just really enjoying and observing things around them that are like, oh, shit, this fucking paperclip. Or, you know, and they can, <laughs> no, but th people like Jim Gaffigan, like he can do a whole set about a whale yeah. and every different or an eggplant. One thing. And I respect that so much. He goes in and he just writes and just takes out all these gems on that one one thing yeah that just sounds like a like homework like exercise it, it, like you know, mental it, exercise it is uh, i mean with me how i how i started would just be a situation and i'd kind of just improv it on stage or like an open mic or something like that or that sometimes i'd get a chance to do it in front of a live audience you record it you, you go back and you kind of like okay did this work how do how do i you know but i think on a level like a jib gaffigan it's it's like that's it it's professional like you literally have to sit there and just write every single day, every single day. And that's something, a discipline that I'm personally getting into and a lot of comedians, you know, up there, they get to. And you mine it. 
and you keep writing and you keep mining and see what avenues you can get and what you connect, you know, because it brings you into other. So it's like you have to keep knocking on the door. Like yeah. you have to keep just. You can't throw anything away. And it's funny. I was like, oh, this isn't going to work. Like I have jokes are just like a funny, like a little whatever that uh, I wouldn't need at the time. But then when I'm going through, I've already developed a joke a year later. And I'm like, oh, I can just add this to be an extra tag or a punchline or something yeah. like that. So that's another thing is not to give up on something because okay. it's not funny right away. Let me ask you, from your first joke, from your first stand-up experience, right, <laughs> to you deciding, you know, I'm going to do some fucking stand-up. Right. How, how long did it take and when did it happen? Like, when did you decide, I'm going to do this stand-up thing? So, there's a big gap for me. So, when I first did stand-up... Um, I had a couple of ideas. I didn't really know what stand-up was. Like, I would see it there, but I didn't know the process. I didn't have, I wasn't surrounded by stand-ups or anything like that. My father was just funny by nature. Like, right. he's the kind of guy, like, if somebody, we're driving by and there's a contractor working on the roof, he'd roll down the window, don't do it! Like, making a, you know? <laughs> we'd go through, we'd go through department store, like, supermarkets, and we'd go and we'd fill the, their carts full of just stuff. That weren't there. So wait, what? Like we'd he's a prankster, so we'd go to like oh okay, so we were broke as fuck. Yo, this sounds mad funny. No, we were broke as fuck, so we would go to like liquidators or something like that, and we'd shop around. But his type of fun was like just taking baby clothes and this and filling people's carts with it and going around the aisle and trying to see what their reactions were. And I would be, you know, like ten years old, eleven years old. And, you know, watching this and we would have so much fun. And some people would actually go into the line and buy what we put in their thing. And some people were like, what? Oh, no. Some people would walk away from their cart. Yeah. They're like, this isn't my cart. You know, so <laughs> watching people's react. So that's how I learned about comedy. It wasn't necessarily stand up. Yeah. You know, so when I got into stand up, I was like, oh, well, I have an idea. I think this is funny and I like to talk and I'm very animated. So I threw myself up there, you know, a bullet points and improv. Yeah. Um, and it, it was people caught on people like the the aura. But as I kept doing, it, I realized, oh, this isn't going to work. I need to like write a set out. I can't just go up there and be risky and free free ball it and free. Right. You so know. so you've bombed before? Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Shit. Is that, that comes oh, with the territory. Uh, it comes. And that and it was funny. That's what I was telling your friend Alan um, before the show. Is that you, you kind of have to be a masochist because this is like personal. Yeah. You know, especially in the beginning, um, you're, you're putting something out there that you think is funny or it's a story that's personal to you, your point of view. And when people aren't taking it or it comes out wrong or people are taking it out of context or misunderstanding, you know, on the PC shit, it's it's like, fuck, you know, it hurts. You know, mm. you bomb. And so you don't like the PC shit? Me? I mean, I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Um, I, you know, I try to keep it clean and not. You know, but I do have my some jokes that are a little can be dark and have a little bite too. But that's my sense of humor, and right. that's my that's how I how I you know see things. But yeah, when I first started, uh, I I was lucky enough my very first time not to bomb, so that was encouraging for me to get on on the next show. And then I got on the next show, and then I just started uh, going on. I became a barker. You know, okay. Actually, that's where I wanted to go because we have a comedian coming on um, doing an episode that. I, I'm not sure if he's done it just yet. I think he's an inspiring comedian. I'm not sure oh, if he's at the to. Barker level. So let's let's start oh. here, right? You're into comedy. Yeah. You decided to do comedy. What is the first day of Ariana as a comedian like? So I walked into Broadway Comedy Club. And I said, I want to be a comedian. I had no idea I had to do open mics. Or I just, this is a place where people do comedy. And I'm just going to go like it's a job. And I went up. Um, and I'm not going to say any specific names. But the, this person thought... 
he would be uh, this person said oh you want to be a comedian you know what you have to do right (laughs) and obviously i'm a chick the look that you're giving me i i understand the joke entirely you know what you have to do right so i I took a pause it was really awkward and then i go (laughs) and i pretend like i'm taking off my clothes like i'm a victim you know but then i'm kind of like get the fuck out of here yeah he goes all right but it turns out this person it, it kind of fell into it was like okay if you want stage time you gotta sell tickets you know, and I thought, oh, that's how you do it. So it was, it's fun. And then there's some sleazy shit that goes on, you know, but I fell into that. So, uh, you know, after that unnecessary joke or, you know, which he could, he can see that I can take a joke or whatever. Right. I mean, but we, I mean, when we like, get it kind of like kinda, broke the ice. It broke the ice, but also like women, we, you know, we kind of get talked to sometimes like that. Anyway, so he, he says, all right, sell these tickets on the street. If you sell a couple tickets, we'll give you stage time. Yeah. If you don't sell tickets, you don't get stage time. So whatever three hours that you spent, in the middle of Times Square, if freezing your, you know, in my case, my ovaries off or labia's off, didn't doesn't count. Yeah. And it's and me and a couple of other up and coming comedians would sell tickets for stage time. And sometimes we would be out there hours in the freezing cold and we wouldn't sell a ticket. Especially yes. me. You, you see, I'm like like friendly and cute, and you think people would tr- people would think I'm. They wouldn't trust me. It was almost too like I was selling Girl Scout cookies. Like they wouldn't buy from me. You know, they could tell it was a sale. So I had a hard time sometimes to make my time worth it. I would pretend and I take money out of my pocket, pretend that I bought the ticket so I can get the stage time. Mm, so and that's I what they call that. barking. That's barking. So, no, well, you know what? It's changed so much because now the people you see on the street are marketers. The clubs hire them and they're specific people who go out there and they do promotional marketing and they sell tickets they don't do that as much but it was a real thing and it was like territorial too because the danger fields would have one block and the other block we'd be broadway and it's like they're selling tick it was like a thing yo <laughs> what i and this is a uh, i don't know if i'm like spilling the beans but i really wanted to make this um like a web series of like barkers and yeah. what the fuck they go through you know especially right. people who have a passion and don't really know so long story short i paid my my dues in that sense and i realized oh there's other things we can get into then you discover bringers what's a bringer a bringer show is when you uh you get stage time they book you on a show no particular headliner or big comic comedian per se but just a couple of comics mainly like up and coming to our middle and you 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 only get to perform if you bring a certain amount of people Okay. So if I want to perform, I have to make sure that I have five to ten people coming to my show. Otherwise, they're like, oh, did you get your people up? You can't come on. Yeah. So that's a bring. And that's a pain in the ass. Damn. Know? that. Yeah. That sounds horrible because it seems like it's, it's a consistent hard, hustle. Oh, like, well, like, I don't, don't want to like, you know, because it's a hustle with pe- people actually, you know, comedians who've, who've grown. They actually do that for money, too. They get comedians to, yeah. to make sure they're bringing people. And it's a business. Like, it's, you know, you try to make money any way you can in this industry. Wait, explain that to me. So comedians There's, try to so, make money by hiring bringers and barkers? Um, so, so for instance, you know, comedians who are already a little bit more established um, will produce their own bringer show. So they'll hire comedians um, to then bring in people. I mean, you won't... To, you know, to be fair, you won't really catch somebody who's already out there and doing their thing, bringing a bringer, you know, because you yeah. automatically get if you have a following or sometimes you can get a really dope uh, mid tier to the top high level comedian that, you know, nobody just 
comes or somebody comes. You know, they don't, they're not worried about it so much. So they typically prey on people who are really wanting to get this. And I don't want to say prey because they're still getting an opportunity. Like right. you're bringing audience, you're getting stage time. It's not a bad thing. But I'm just telling you that that's, that's a section of comedy. Yeah. But or that's that, like this where, kind of business. Is that's where I mean. you earn your skin, though. Like, yeah. Because I imagine you need tough skin. Yeah. And, and sometimes, you know what? And like, I guess I, might, I hope I'm not saying it in a tone where it's a bad thing. But I'm just showing you the levels of where I've been growing, you know, that yeah. I touch you, which is exhausting. It's like, ah. Oh. And you have your same friends coming over, like, please, I really want to perform. Would you just come, please? Like, yeah. And they're like mouthing your your set with. They you. know the whole they're set. Mouthing. They're like, just like doing your ad I have a girlfriend has every. She's like, you know what? When you said it the last time, it was much better. She's like, mouth like a stage mom, like. And you know, either way, like in this, but you gotta you gotta have people come right. out. You gotta have people come out. But so, that's another level of. So that's so that's pretty much where 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 most people start. Like right. that's, that's the starting start. point. It's, or you, you can know, bring well, in I, I kind of wish I did open mics. I, I knew about open mics sooner, but that's a whole other other audience because you're you're performing the comedians. Yeah, a lot I've, of us I've, are I've in our head those. already with our jokes. We're focusing more on more, our stuff. I sit there and I listen when I go to open mics. I, I sit there and I give people their full attention. I listen whether they're they're just doing it because um, they need a hobby because they're really lawyers or somebody who really, really wants to be a comedian because it's an open mic. Or some people yeah. want to get drunk and be like, it's my bachelor party and uh, I'm supposed to be up here uh, doing some jokes for my dudes, you know? <laughs> and you get all kinds, but I listen to everything. Um, I was uh, Some other comedians we had on told us that like if you could go to an open mic and get a comedian to smirk, then right. you know your joke is good right. yeah, and yeah. you need to go fix that one up. Yeah, yeah. So is that like the atmosphere that you run into in there where it's just well, kind of like a lot of serious faces? There, there's different open mics. Um, you know, you get you get a lot of supportive open mics. You get open mics where they're clicky. Mm. Ooh. You know, like yeah. that's their open mic. They're there all the time. They start making jokes of other comedians across the, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like it because it's raw though. You will get a laugh, but you will get a laugh the more honest you are like okay. if i you know when i you know i go and i'll, I'll want to practice practice a set and it's not really hitting i'm not getting a reaction which you know what you shouldn't be when you do an open mic you gotta just hear the joke out but when you're not getting the reaction that you want you kind of go oh fuck it all right guys listen and you yeah. re you get real honest and you get like okay because you you gotta stay up there no matter what and that's when you you get usually typically a reaction from that yeah. kind of crowd audience so this uh, this comedian Bill Hicks, yeah, uh, he put out something called Bill Hicks Principles of Comedy. Okay, and uh, you just reminded me of the first principle uh, with your story, which is if you can be yourself on stage, nobody else can be you, and you have the law of supply and demand covered. So I guess that's all about being able to go on stage and being yourself while you're telling these jokes. Mm -hmm. How important is that to you in your stand-up? So to me, I didn't know that right away. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I would go up there and I'd do a show because yeah. I want, I mean, the business is to make people laugh. Um, but then it gets weird and you lose your own passion behind it because you're not really telling a joke that's real, you know. And it's something that I'm growing into now, which is you got to be 100% honest, you know. And as yeah. perky as I am, I love a dark joke. Right. And. I'm saying it with a smile, and pe it throws people off, but it feels, you know, like it a feels dark, right. A dark joke. It's is a like, dark yeah, that's joke. The one. <laughs> it's a dark joke, and people are like, oh, you know, it's a, it's a reaction. Yeah. I, I love that, but yeah, the, just being honest. So, I, and it's funny you discover yourself too, but it's a really heightened 
version of yourself you and know? a very masochistic version of yeah. yourself it's just like yeah. Yeah, i don't care beat me to you death have with your to. booze yeah i mean i wouldn't it's funny i wouldn't be that person I'm gonna be honest like I, I when i get on stage i'm like extra i, I act like i don't i just give so much fucks yeah. I give too much. I recycle, for God's sakes. Like I give a lot of fucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I take the paper clip off the receipt, put it in that bin. I take the receipt, put it in another bin. Like I give a, a lot That's of fucks. That's crazy. I That's care. Mad fucks. I to care give. about people. Like I care. I do. But when I'm on stage, I tr- have to turn it off, and yeah. I love it because then I'm a goofier. I'm less PC. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I, I allow myself to rant. I allow myself to make a mistake. Uh, you know, sometimes I my brain goes a little faster than my mouth can keep up sometimes, you know. And you learn and you build and you come up with good content and material. And people start to, fuck it, sometimes my jokes don't laugh, but people just love me because I, you know, and there's people who fucking hate me. They're like, oh, this right. chick is just trying to be, you know. You get all kinds of, but at the end of the day, I come off stage and I'm feeling all right yeah. because I was as honest as I possibly could be and I was working and this is a constant process. It's constant. I'm not going to nail it every time, Yeah. you know, so it's a constant process. It's constant work. So I really try not to beat myself up too much about it. Okay. You know? So I want to get into some, some stuff about uh, the writing aspect, yeah. right? The, the, the writing aspect of it. And one of Bill Hicks other principles is. I love my cracker roots. Get to know your family. Be friends with them. Right. And I guess in your writing, how much of your writing comes from your roots? Comes from your prankster father and just the rest of your family around you? Pretty much a thousand percent of it. Like my entire, most of my set is uh, making fun of my mother. (laughs) Uh, Most of my set. Wait, so is your mother a prankster also? No, she's not, but she's just like out of this world. She's just like, Ariana, don't do her English, you know? I have a, uh, a joke which I'm gonna throw away so I can start. Yeah, you, <laughs> so you I can g- say it now. Yeah, I you can say it now. It's a throwaway joke. She goes, you know, when I was dating, she goes, Ariana, don't put all your baskets in one egg. Like she'd switch, don't. like <laughs> the way it's supposed. Like you mean eggs in one basket? <laughs> what she, I'm trying to tell you is, there's always there's always one dude in every ocean. <laughs> Plenty of fish in the sea. Damn. So she like, was kind of freestyling, she, but yeah. she was trying to connect. But she was trying to teach me a lesson in her way. You know, like yeah. she's motherly love, but in her own. And in my father, yeah, he was a nut. You know, like I told you, like going, answering the door in tidy whities he didn't care. Like he'd be rolling up in a Jeep with Montel Jordan blasted, like this is how we do. And when he would drop me off in high school, like people would know that I was coming. Like you were, you were the Montel Jordan girl? Yeah, like he, he was, he's out of this world. So I I take it from, from my family. Has doing, has doing comedy brought you closer at all? Like, the, do, have they come to your shows and, and kind of like hearing some of the stories that you're saying that are based on them? Mm, I don't know if it brought us closer because it's just always been that way. You know, yeah. I kind of always brush them off and make fun. I think we all kind of make fun of our parents, you know, yeah. so I don't think it really brought us closer. But what it has brought me is like an understanding of them. Oh. I've un- I started to understand them. And, and does and that come person. Does that come through the writing? It or? comes... Well, no, it comes from the, well, yeah, I mean, when I go on stage, I have to know what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. I do, I jot down verbatim what the joke is. I, at first, no, I want to talk about dad and I just let it riff. Then I listen to my recording and then I write it. And then that's when I really start working on the joke. Is there a joke here? And then, um, but something I got into is journaling. And that helps because it's whatever I'm going through that day or this or if I want to touch on a topic. And sometimes funny shit comes from dark places or just like really funny. You know, so in terms of writing, yeah, that I've gotten it through. writing, But for the most part, it's been just 
act out and just like relaying my filtered idea of what I how I see them you know okay so that sounded like really good practical advice so you say like when you first start when you first sit down to write a joke well Mm -hmm. I don't know if you do a sitting down or standing up but you're getting ready to write a joke Uh you pick a topic you ramble about it listen back to it and then find where the jokes are so this is my everybody has a different and you know what I I can stand to learn so much so sometimes I'm I'm, I'm, you know I'm just giving you my I, I can stand to learn so much but what's working and what I've been doing which obviously will evolve is that um I have to say it first or if in conversation if something just hits and I'm like ah let me hold on to that work on it later and that's when I sit down and I'll write it or I need to riff I need to improv I have to improv I do a lot more off off book like I do a lot more with improv and bouncing and throwing it into conversations listening back to it and then when I see something's here that's when I work through it and I'll write it out and then I'll just keep a free flowing uh, train of thought and write it out but some people will sit down they're like this is a top and I think I respect that discipline something I want to get into maybe my morning pages (laughs) you know it's to sit down and just be like this is a topic go and you're you know you try to just as much as you can you know and I've done that before for me I just feel like I'm more inspired by people react like reactions and what comes out of me because I'm feeling that oh okay so you so your process involves other people uh, yeah. involves oh, bouncing your stuff off of them yeah and then just holding on to the stuff and that i you hold wanna... on and i say is this funny to me is this real is this honest okay i want to work on this there's potential here okay so so is it is it funny to me is it is, what is has to number... be number one? Oh yeah 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 you have to find it you have to find it. so when i bounce off people i get a chuckle and even and sometimes i won't get a full laugh but i like i still like the way that felt when i said it yeah like it came out nice yeah it came out nice. it's not there yet but i'm gonna use it i'm gonna i'm gonna have the balls to throw it up you know and i go i go with half-baked jokes on stage you oh know? damn you're mad brave i i don't i don't know how else to do you know and yeah you know some people i might look like a you know but to, to others they're like something comes out like i go up and i'm not recommending this but i go up and I'll I'll keep beating the joke to death until something comes out, you know. <laughs> just and live. I just keep beating a joke to death, and then I'll and sometimes I'll actually land a punchline, you know. And sometimes it just never really comes around and never yeah. connects. So I just put it on the back burner. So you actually do stand up and sketch comedy. Yeah. But you write stand up, mm-hmm. not so much not sketch so comedy. Not so much sketch. Yeah. What I are, struggle with that. What are some of the differences between writing? sketch and stand-up with me i think because um you know i i can't go wrong with my point of view or my my thought or what i what i think is funny or how i say and i just respect people who do who write sketch because you know it's for me it's like dialogue and then characters and getting into the character you know i can do the acting wise i can really you know when i sit down and really do the work and process it it's like oh this is a character there's a real person here make it look alive i can't write that character i i can do it in monologues and maybe that's something i want to grow in i want i would love to i went to sketch troupe for god's sakes you know there's a lot of i see them they're constant everybody writes there sometimes like i have an idea but then i'm kind of like so shy i'm like oh and i never really yeah. you know yeah because you're part out. of room 20 yeah I'm, part, I'm so proud i'm part of room 20 how long have you been with them five years five years yeah. now nice yeah, that's a family man yeah it's, it's a bunch of you that's guys a family it's a bunch of you guys a lot of tentacles there yo they're they are it's, it's just so much talent but in different ways mm-hmm. you know we there's writer there's a producer there's um you know I can list them by name. Like I can, I'm just so impressed <laughs> by everybody's credits and credentials, yeah. and they're so extremely passionate and hardworking. Um, it's it's just out of this world. I'm just like really blessed to be exposed to that. And 
how important is it to be surrounded by people like that? Like being exposed to people that you know what? Because drive it keeps you. you on your toes. And I, if anybody needs to a beating, a kick in the ass, it's me. And I've got my ass kicked by by that and audiences because I'm not doing the work. So then right. I see the results. You know what I mean? So I love when I'm surrounded by people who are just like on that level, higher, better, constantly working, constantly putting themselves out there. I think it's important. You know, you have to challenge yourself. Um, as many times as you may feel, <laughs> you know, but you have to challenge yourself and you, you learn. You I know, think it's important. You know, what was the wild challenge for me. What? I had a very it, this was a challenge for me. It was a challenge. So, as you know, on the show, we have a bracket, right. different stand up specials. Uh -huh. And as I for the first step I did was let me take my favorite specials, put them in the list. Uh -huh. Then I took suggestions from people. Right. Boom. Take suggestions, put them on the list. It's not a single woman stand up what? on my entire list. It's not I a saw. single one. It's oh, not a single Lord. one. You saw the list. It's not a single one. And listen, there's people that I've moved off the list because uh -huh. I already had 16 and but I was all the you, you, How much stand, and I hate, I hate to say like, how much female stand up are you consuming? Because it really shouldn't be female or male. I feel yeah. like it's just comedy. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a thing. But now, I mean, it's 2018, like half of the stand up Netflix specials are female. So, I mean, I, are you really like, so, you know, so this is what I'm saying. So this is what I'm saying. I tried, uh, right? I tried. I want to know who you were trying. And I feel like I got on, I, yes, it should be just one comedy, but mm -hmm. it, but there is no, a separation there. No, it's no, like no, a different absolutely. approach, yeah, different yeah, point we of have view. Different right, like so it's kinda like so all right, so I saw damn, I saw what's the first Margaret Cho? Uh -huh. uh Snake, the damn, what's it called? She has one that was like a snake. I wish that my sound guy would put his fingers on the computer because he has the internet right He's there. Chilling. He could like look He's up chilling. the the title. It's Margaret Cho. Right. Uh the one where she's pregnant. Ah, uh, no, that's, that's honey. That's Ali Wong. Ali Wong. Oh, look I'm at you. You see. So it's like women. I also can't tell. They're all Asian. They're all Asian. They're all like, Asian. Like they, they have all vaginas. They're all the same. They're all the same. <laughs> One of them was pregnant. Oh, my, yeah. So oh. there was like, it's like saying, there was like some black dude. I can't tell the difference between Martin Lawrence and Jamie Foxx. One of those guys. One of those black guys. You're not, you're not, you know, you gotta open your You see, that, that's terrible. So that's that makes Ali. me look worse right well, listen, there. Uh, so you know, Ali Wong you're being honest I checked you're, that out right and, and I was like oh you know she's hysterical this is gonna sound terrible but what, what I thought was okay. I was like oh this is cute <laughs> like, <laughs> like yo Keep it sounds terrible like everything else there's a humor for every. not everybody yeah. likes my sense of humor not yeah. everybody's gonna like theirs and you have to keep mining through I'm sorry, the female comedians yeah. or even different races since you're not familiar with Asian. Yeah, so I, don't know. I give a it's wink across it. Yeah, because I just realized it's only white and black comedians different, on there. There's not different like cultures no, and no different Asian comedians. genders of comedy. The more you expose yourself to it, then you'll find because they're like, like, you know, yeah, you know, we, we may have a, I don't know if we have it. There's this women out there so funny. Yeah. And, and and sorry, in the same respect, yeah, there's women who women comedians who blow, you know, yeah. or not really, are my, in my opinion, and I probably, and she, people probably think Ellie Wong is corny, but like male comedians, people probably think a couple of those male comedians suck too. It's just different. Yeah, like you know, there's, there's a lot of dudes that suck. Like there's some, uh, you know, all right, there, like, there was a special that, like I said, I was taking some suggestions from people and huh. there was some that I, there was, there was one special that I, that I included, but I didn't like, huh. but I included it because I wanted to use his principles of comedy, and that was Bill Hicks. Right. I you saw know? Bill Hicks Relentless, uh -huh. and I thought it was kind of dull, oh, okay. but it was like kind of like it was like but insightful because there's a I thought the like he he planted a lot of the seeds mm. for what future comedians would use and some right. of the stuff that they would say, some of the stuff they would do, but 
it, it wasn't the greatest stand-up that I ever seen. That's fair. You know enough. what I mean? But That's I didn't vet enough. that one. But when I was But you see that, but you gotta give the you gotta give women the same chance. You know, have you heard did you Sarah Silverman? She I know has, Sarah Silverman. I've never watched any of okay, her specials. Okay, so in fairness, um, when I first was you know or list or heard of Sarah Silverman, she was doing a show on Comedy Central, and it was just like poops and farts. And I'm not a big fan of of potty. Yeah, either. I don't. Like, so I was I don't turned like off right away. Jokes, yeah. But I never gave it. Now she, I mean, now her last stand-up special was Speck of Dust. Speck of Dust. Speck of Dust. She's brilliant, and it's like you start to understand her because this is comedy. This is really super personal. You start to understand that she's saying these things to get a. She knows, you know, saying. Yeah. She's super brilliant, and it's like, yeah, it's a different sense of humor. But if you listen to it, she's really, really funny. Uh, yo, jot that down, Two Tone. I'll watch it because we still got more, more stand-ups to get yeah. through after this There's one. A, so. Have you, have you heard of Gina Brion? No. Yo, you would die if you. You heard see, her. where were you Are when you I was looking me? for suggestions? Are you out of your mind? Like, this where, where woman is hysterical. Yo, like, jot all of these current, down. Zone. She's doing um. Entre nos HBO. I just saw her do Mas Mejor. Like she's yeah. been like I, I look. I, you know, I, I bump into her. I've never had a chance to perform with her or anything. But I watch mm-hmm. her on shows because my friends would be on. Sh- and I'm just I introduced my. She's actually a part of a Mas Mejor family. And Room Twenty Eight is a part of Mas Mejor family. What is that Mas Mejor? Mas Mejor is like um, it's like a digital comedy hub for Latinos. Yeah. You know, so uh, you know, it just exposes Latinos with content to put stuff out there. Completely. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, I, I, you know, I knew her from before, but I got to bump into her, and she's just the funniest <laughs> person nice. I'll definitely ever. Check like, that out. I have a digital vision board on my Instagram where I see somebody something funny. Like, I just her her post. I'm like digital vision board. You know. What is that? A digital vision oh, board. Oh, so if I, I see, so I try to use my Instagram for for good. Okay. And um, when I see something positive or something I want, like a trip, somebody going on a trip or, or some, you know, I follow travel uh, things, I like highlight it, I bookmark it into like things I want to kind of go for. So she's on there. I was like, oh. yo, she's got her shit. She's hysterical. She's like, Tina, she's killing it. I totally have a completely different sense of humor than her. Yeah. And my, and my stand, but she's amazing. All right, so make that's your homework. Like, listen yeah, yeah. To her. I'm and if I have to homework. sit here and make you a list of hysterical female comics, I will. I will take but you that's on. That's so. That. So the whole you, thing that women aren't funny or what—that's a matter of you exposing yourself to it. Like when I first tried wine, I was like, "This is gross." It's like you know, you haven't tasted the right wine. You haven't exposed yourself. So now that I've had the palate and I've you know I've drank a ridiculous amount of uh, wine. wine in my <laughs> life, you know, have a pickled liver. I now know the differences <laughs> of what I like and what I don't like. You know, so I'm here to tell you. With cirrhosis, just get it done. So, so here's, so I guess this is my lesson to learn from here is give more women comics a chance. Yeah. Cause you know, I hate, what, I hate how that sounds even. And it's like, just give, yeah. The, the. Well, you know what it is, is that it's difficult. So like when you look, so even when I'm looking at some of these specials, right? Uh-huh. So I'm focusing on specials and not the comedians themselves. You know what? I can understand why it's a thing because yeah, we're going to touch on subjects that might not, you know. That, that just don't connect, Sub- don't right, relate. But they're. Definitely are women who do talk about general, you know, or just their point of view on something is hysterical and has nothing to do with gender. But you got to you got to open your mind. There's one that actually you just reminded me. Uh, could you look up? Do you know the, the comedian that wrote? Uh, she has that movie, uh, The Female Brain. Um, uh, Whitney Cummings. Whitney Cummings. Whitney yeah, Cummings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw her special recently. Uh-huh. And that was really good. Okay. But back to the image issue is that I think she's smoking hot. Right. So it's like I'm watching it and right. I'm like, yo, she's smoking hot. You know, that's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, it's t- like for me, I when I first started, I was very 
hyper aware as I am because you know I'm a comedian like, they, we have our insecurities this is why we put ourselves right. out there the way we do you guys making jokes about paper clips like yeah, you guys yeah, are noticing like, things yeah so well you know it's a lot of self you know you gotta be self aware and I was like a little too self aware so I was like oh wait I'm coming up and doing jokes but they're gonna see that I'm a chick and they're gonna see that I'm Latina and I have to play the Latina female comedian and I, I've honestly been doing that for a long time and then recently now getting into the second round of taking stand-up like serious and wanting to pursue it as a career or just something that I, I love and want to put art even if I don't get paid I just want to put you know eventually morph myself into something that I can put really good stuff up um but anyways I digress it's a matter of um I was I was like oh well I can't put too much makeup on they're not going to listen to the joke so I would go with a hoodie and a ponytail and glasses and I would just say the joke to see and I'd even change my physicality to be a little bit more more like goofy and more to see if you know oh, damn. because I would say the same joke and so I have this joke where I'm flat I have a flat chested joke yeah like I smile not it is all men in the room where it's like well <laughs> Don't no, I talk about no, I talk about I talk about you know my my breast be like oh eight cup swag all day and I just yeah. start like hyping up the fact that I'm proud to have this you know these boobs and I I call them an extra pair of abs <laughs> and I just go into this whole rant you know but when I do it and I'm dressed and I have this like tight shirt on, yeah, it's funny because they like to, but I have to play it goofier. Yeah. You know, because I can't be sexy in saying that joke because then the, it just goes to tits. Yeah. People yeah, just yeah. like, once they hear tits, they, they sound, everything else you say, <laughs> they're not listening <laughs> to So, but I did notice there is aesthetic, there is a thing because when I went up there kind of like, you know, a little bit more dressed down, people, you know, they thought like, oh, you know, a self deprecating joke. Or this type of joke coming from her is funny. You know, they got it. So image is a thing, you know, and I think women will, ha will have to, you know, it's, it's always going to be. You do, you, know. do you think the men go through that at all? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, as much as we do. Probably not. I don't know. I I've, mean, yeah, guys, you know, guys go up there looking fly, you know. It was a Jay Farrell the other day. I saw him, like, dressed in a Eddie Murphy red, you know. Yeah, like he the, has the fire truck red yeah, leather suit. red leather suit, you know, and they people are bold to go out there like that. But that's, I can't do that. I can't wear a fire red leather suit. Like, forget it. it nobody's going to hear so me. so loud. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they're going to hear the fucking outfit first. Like, yeah. I, there's nobody's going to, you know. Well, even though. So if you, I, it, I don't know. For me, I, I do kind of think it does make a difference yeah i mean i mean i look forward to a special where i'm looking like I, you know i'm wearing heels i want to yeah. wear heels and my my I, I love ponytails jeans and heels and i want to be able to do that and yeah that's feminine right but i don't know i don't want to take away from my joke but right so i guess it depends on the joke too i mean if i i really and then maybe that's my job to really make sure my shit is so good that they can't stop you know they're they're not distracted by what i'm wearing so, so in the, in the industry is there a lot of like because you mentioned earlier like there's like you know there's some creeps out there oh my god like do you run into a lot of creeps like oh so yeah. you want to get on stage huh uh no I, i've i've come off stage and we have groupies too i mean yeah like I, any entertainer i guess have groupies that I, I or i'm about to go on stage and then like you know i'm pretty friendly but then guys think it's okay to like touch you so they'll start <laughs> massaging me like they're prepping me like a boxer to go i'm like i'm, I'm okay <laughs> i'm like am i gonna get a manicure with this massage like what are you doing <laughs> i'm pretty limber you know I'm or good. when i come off you know like you know you do get you do you get creeps you get how creeps. do you how do you navigate through that because like it's like i know one of the things is when you have men in position of power so it's like if the creep is someone who's giving you stage time Right. Like, how do you navigate you that? Work it into your jokes, or like, like, how do you? Oh, I, well, you make fun of them. Yeah, you, know, you make fun of you. You you have to always address the elephant in the room. Mm. You know, um, and if 
if people people know people <laughs> know in the room. especially if, if that person has a reputation to be doing that stuff but listen i've worked you know i work with people that are in a position of power that love to abuse it and shake it around and say i'm this i'm this i'm this uh and that's female and male and yeah. you're just gonna always run into people like that. So, so there's some female creeps on the scene too. Not female. Oh, 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 yeah. I guess you. I've got female yeah. creep, but I don't know. I'm a little flattered by it, to be yeah. honest with you. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been why, definitely. Why? Is, time out. Why is a female creep? Because creep. <laughs> female creep. A female. Why is? But it, wouldn't you be flattered out. if a gay guy like thought you were attracted? If it's just like the other sex is well, attracted to you too? Well, like, All right. No, nah, hey. but here's the thing. Like I'm flattered when either one is attracted to me. So it's like it, I, it, that's different right, for guys. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, Women have a different way of approaching women. You know, oh, okay. so it's like, oh, I should. What is, what is the approach like? Take us there. Draw the scene um, for us. I had this one chick. Like she, I was doing a sketch show. It was uh, was a, yeah, it was sketch and stand up, and I got to do stand up, and then I got to go back and change. And this was this was at the uh, the pit. Or Anyways, so she st would record me on Snapchat, and then you know she would just highlight me out of everybody, and you know, mm. and then she, her thing was like. <laughs> But look how fly she is, <laughs> or like how cute, or like yo, she's dope as fuck, you know. And um, and I'd see the video, and they were really good videos. But I'm like, fuck, how do I post this? And it has like this comment on it, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, because you're trying to post your work. And then um, she goes, no problem, kissy faces. She oh. goes, you know, you're so beautiful and you're so funny, you know. If you ever, you know, if you ever around for a drink, I'm like, ah, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, they're aggressive. I'm like, ah. Oh. Yo, shout out to the female creeps everywhere. <laughs> female comedy creeps. They know, they know what they like. But, <laughs> but no, you ex you experience that. And I, um, and to your, what you were saying earlier, I've got, I've had men come up to me after the show and they're like, yo. I don't think female comics are funny. I think they're whack, but yo, you're hilarious. Yo, like, what kind of backhanded crazy. fucking comment is that? <laughs> and it's a very common one. I'm definitely not the only one that gets it. But you're like, it, am I supposed to be? I was like, oh, that's so funny. I usually don't talk to idiots after the show, but here we are. What? You say that in response? Of course. That's pretty sharp. How do you handle hecklers? I feel like you handle them well from what I've gathered. I, um, I don't. I don't really, th I try not to think about it too much. Like I, I go, you know what? You have to understand the heckler. What kind of heckler? A lot of hecklers are trying to help you. They think they're helping you or helping the joke along by trying to finish your punchline or, oh yeah, and they're just, they think you're, they're helping you or they're highlighting or they're turning over to their friend. That was a good one, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, so you have to understand where your heckler's coming from. If you have a heckler that's just straight up being a fucking dick and they're drunk or she's drunk, which I've gotten female heck, oh my God, I can't, I, I must have told her, I I, t I must have told looked at her boyfriend like she needs to be put down like it was oh. like, yeah like you know nice like, you are dark and I oh, love me a dark yeah. joke <laughs> but no you get but you handle it accordingly because some people you know and then you go Shh, honey this is this isn't TV this is an interactive okay yeah. I talk you shut up all <laughs> right all right carry on and then you keep going and sometimes I have to say sometimes I've had a heckler help me along because it's a it's a tight it's a tight audience and people are not really lose and it's not always the audience you know it's sometimes it's you're not you're not connecting as much you know mm -hmm. I always think comedians should bring it back to them you know right. some people are like, fuck that audience like, no they got to take some responsibility you know but they help you along they'll yell something out and it brings brings me into the moment 
and uh, I remember a joke. So then I'm very, now we're all in the moment. Like, you know how you make fun of somebody and it's right there? That kind of joke is like, you had to be there. Right. They helped me because my jokes weren't sticking. He said something. Now I got to go in this direction and be in the moment. And that helps. So it just, you got to handle it. It's like a minefield. It's like you got to handle it as it comes. I don't think people should be up there. I've seen comedians that go up there with their fist up and somebody's whispering or somebody's on their cell phone and they just get fucking livid. What the fuck are you on? I don't go to your job and slap the dick out of your mouth. You can't come. That's like the (laughs) ultimate. That's like the biggest heckling joke. You know, like don't fucking talk, you know. And I was like, all right, don't lose your. And there, sometimes it's warranted. People really try to test you. Yeah. You know, people do try to test you. But you got to just pick and choose your battles. The fucking nerve of like the paying noise. to go to a comedy show yo, and then being real. like, yo, let me battle yo, this person. Oh my God. I forgot uh, this comedian's name. He's so funny. T- I want to give him a credit for this. I was watching him on Instagram. Tamir. Shit. I'm going to find his name. Tamir. I think it's Tamir. He's hysterical. Tamar. Tamir. And some, uh, some guy. Tamir. Tamir, yeah. Let's go with Tamir. Yo, Tamir. what's up, Tamir? I know. Shout out to you. Can we in the credits if yeah, I find yeah. his actual name? Can we put it? In the credits, we'll add it in. And he posted we'll he had out. an issue with uh, a heckler, and the heckler goes across, and he goes, yeah, he goes, yo, why are you trying to say your jokes at a comedy club, bro? That's like going into a corner and whacking off at a brothel. <laughs> you know, and it was so on point. It was so, it is true. Like, just, what are you doing? Like, just relax. Just, you know. Yeah, I don't, can't, can't but fuck with hecklers. For the most part, I, you know, comedy clubs, people pay to go and laugh. And so they're already open to to you and they're already laughing and they, you know, they want to have a good time. And then you get those assholes that want to challenge you. They think they're, they're like repressed comedians or they're, you know, they're just like, they've, they've always wanted to do comedy and they they think they know they're comedy geeks and they want to like critique you right then and there. Jesus. I know. I know you got it. There's so many sense of humor. <laughs> think, There's yo, so think many a, different types think of about, comics. Think like, about who you have to be to wake up in the morning and be like, I'm a comedy geek <laughs> and I'm going to go to clubs and <laughs> make fun of people that are doing right. it. Nope, nope. That wasn't right. Oh, you're, you suck. You're not funny. I'm like, Your timing is horrible. Fucking comedy is subjective. Like wait until the next comic because I'm, I, I mean, as you can hear, there's some people laughing at my joke. Those are my peeps. Shut the fuck up. We'll get into the next comic. Let me work you know <laughs> i thankfully haven't had to yeah i haven't had any serious i mean yeah some some chicks but i think it shut down quickly they usually don't respond nice <laughs> and you say that with a smile so it makes it scarier i know like it's it's scary um so before thing. we st- before we get into some of the clips in the bracket yeah uh so you've been at this for a couple years now mm-hmm. uh if you had to give advice to someone who is starting comedy tomorrow where should they start should they start by learning how to write jokes should they start by just walking into the club should they read a book like i don't well, know where people start well yeah decide you know decide if this is something you want to give a try and i don't i always try try not to let them put so much pressure on themselves because i've had people come up to me like oh i want to try it i want everybody to try i think everybody should go one time in their life and do an open mic oh. i think it gets you out of your head or, or, or two things i will recommend to each and every human that will help you be well well rounded in a, in a place where in a world where everything's communication yeah. and everything is public speaking is to go to an open mic, pick a couple of bullet points, talk about it. Don't even try to be funny, you know, or take an improv improv class and get out of your head, says the girl who's always in her head. But no, I mean, I have my, my moments, but I feel like go in there and don't put so much pressure on yourself. And before you go up there, definitely, you know, obviously if you want to try comedies, cause you've said a couple of funny things yeah. and you think you're funny and some of your friends think you're funny and that's totally a great place to start. 
and you just make those bullet points and just say it the way you you think is funny the way they and don't try not to put too much expectation have a good time do an open mic and don't take it so serious and I was always having a good time when I started making money or making like a business and working with people who this is my career it it kind of took a little bit of the funny away from me you know it's like so? so much pressure and it's like oh man I have to create on a deadline oh my god I have to create and it, because they're paying me or this person's counting on me to you know that's why I like stand up because you do your own thing yeah. Yeah. if you fuck up that's you you know, but it's, um, I, I just would suggest don't get in your head, you know, and just like, just always jot down what do you think is funny. Okay. What, jot down and then throw it out there. So. Open mic. I'm going to just wrap this up right now. Yeah. You said, write down what you think is funny. Yeah. If you say something funny, jot it down. You're going to forget. Rift your jo- jokes against people. See. Yeah. See try what with people that you already know. Thank you for, and then maybe even a stranger and, and passing. Try a joke out. Okay. Um. And, Learn from your family. Learn from your family. Make fun of the stuff they're telling you. And um, but and after you do that, then you gotta get and something you want to do. Then you gotta get to work. You know, and which is write, write down what you're, you know, your your set or what you're working on things because you're my set's always the same. You know, like I'm always. I mean, there's variations. I do improv. Things come and but I have my set. You know, if I'm working, I know what audience I'm getting into. I'm gonna use this set of jokes. Uh, just know a good set make sure you 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 write it and do perform as much as you can like do as many open mics um mics at barbers i've done open mics in basements barbershops restaurants um apartments um just open mic whatever whoever gives you a chance uh, art gallery things so like there's event. a mic and people go up there. i've been hired in a place where there's like you're not even supposed to be doing comedy but they're like we need a comic here I'm random the only one in yeah. this crazy lecture and obviously that's not gonna stick but i do it anyway yeah i bomb miserably but you know what i got up and i had that experience i needed that experience so mm-hmm. just keep getting up and don't be afraid to bomb don't be oh no you're gonna bomb you have to yeah. you have to you're not gonna grow you're not gonna learn if i don't mess up how am i gonna know what to fix mm. if i don't get ridiculed and critiqued which actually is not here nor there but it makes you really think about your joke am i standing behind this or am i gonna throw away is not worth it maybe they're right you know but no you problem. keep it and you just don't give up all right, so we're going to go into our first clip. But before we go into our first yeah. clip, we're going to pause this. I'm going to use the bathroom. All right. Take this hoodie from around my neck. All right. Because it's like a, a scarf right now. All right, so we're going to get into this uh, bracket and just some background on the on the bracket. Uh, you already know that I hate women. So right, I, I didn't include any, any, any women comments. Yeah. Why am I here? Uh, <laughs> Ali Wong and fucking Margaret Show same person. were the same person. Is it, so is you're also like a, a racist. Yes, I'm also racist. Uh, <laughs> I, Chinese people all look alike. Right. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> women are all the same. <laughs> women yeah, all yeah, the yeah. same. So oh. if you're a woman and Chinese, forget it. it's like, yeah. you know, the same. That's it. Alan, don't look at me with those eyes. I will flip this table. Over. <laughs> All right, I will flip this bucket. So, with the bracket, after I selected the sixteen specials, uh-huh. I didn't want to like make any matches up myself because okay. I feel like it, I would it would be unfair because I'd pick like the really good people to go against the ones I like less. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I tried to make it as fair as possible by creating a general like a a, a random generator mm-hmm. to just create the bracket for okay. me and then filling out the bracket. So the first matchup that we're gonna listen to. Is Martin Lawrence your favorite? Yeah, I <laughs> and, love him. And Kevin Hart. Okay. And we're gonna listen to "You So Crazy" 
by Martin Lawrence and Seriously Funny by Kevin Hart. So we're going to get into the Martin Lawrence bit first. Let's do it. Let's do it. Pumping it up. You know what I'm saying? One arm for some particular reason, though. Get real big up in jail. I don't never understood that. What, y'all know something I don't know? No, no, one arm is like, you know, husky, just real, you know. My thought was, I think brothers in that motherfucker like that. <laughs> Beating that shit. I never beat my shit, man. I never beat my shit. No, I lie like a it's my shit. I could beat my shit. It is me. It is who I am. Okay? It wasn't nothing I planned. No man in here plans to beat this shit. Am I right or wrong? It's something that happens on accident. You know what I'm saying? You're sitting around the house one day, chilling. You know, just flicking through the channel, trying to mind your own business. You know, and you're flicking and you're chilling. Okay. Now let me see what the fuck is on television. Click. Oh shit, Andy Griffin's on. Oh shit. Go ahead, Barney. You know you ain't got no bullets in the gun, motherfucker. Go ahead and be with that little fat ass, little apple pie ass. Why you ain't never had no black people in Mayberry, motherfucker? Motherfucker tired of shit. Motherfucker tired of shit. Motherfucker. Nigga, just chillin'. Motherfucker chillin' like a motherfucker. Tired like a motherfucker. Brother, just chillin' like a motherfucker. Yeah, that's mad relatable. That's, this is like, this is like all facts. Chillin' like a motherfucker. Chillin', 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 chillin' like a motherfucker. Chillin' like a bird. Chillin' like a bird. Chillin' like a bird. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. And then you done found, you said, damn, I got to get to know me a little more often. <laughs> now, let me ask the ladies a question. Do ladies accidentally do that shit? Do you accidentally masturbate, ladies? Y'all don't accidentally do that. Bullshit. Y'all don't do your hair and putting on your makeup and your eyebrows, your lipstick and it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's... Amazing. <laughs> this yeah. is like one of the Sinbad, Martin Lawrence, and Jamie Foxx is literally the first. Th that's like your holy trinity. In like when I yeah when I first discovered that there was stand up existed. Yeah. He's so hysterical. Yo, I, I first of all before we continue, I'm gonna introduce Alan to the microphone. Uh, this is my good friend Alan, or uh, I, I don't know, I, I don't know which Asian this is. <laughs> Yeah, so, really, we've been living together for. Uh, <laughs> How do you have an Asian friend and confuse? Uh, do you just bump into other people? That's because all Asian people are the same to him. You know, he's been I, racist. He tells people know. on the show. I'm sorry, I thought yeah. you were Alan. I don't know if this is my Asian friend. Like, uh, I, I, like I, I was here. Like, he came up with you. Like, I thought this was your friend. Oh, really? No, but then, like I said, like all Asians look alike. Yeah. You know, no. all, you know. So, so this is Alan. 
Alan, hey. you're going to get on the mic for now because yeah. we're going to talk about which one of these clips are better. Right. So now sure. we have a good voting system because right. it's three oh, yeah. of us. You know what I mean? So now when we vote right. who has a better clip, yeah. we have a deciding factor. Ooh. So, But the deciding factor should actually be... No, the deciding factor is you. Don't tell me what to do on my podcast. Hey. Who's directing hey. you? So, who's, who's driving <laughs> truck? So tell me about Martin Lawrence. How do you feel about that bit? Why do you think it works? Um, I love Martin Lawrence. And it works. It's honest. You know, it's like a real thing that dudes go like... For me, I'd, I don't know. You know, you guys would say involved, you guys wake up with morning wood and, you know, it's like, I don't know about that. I don't mm. know. You know, we have obviously women, we have a different point of view of that. We yeah. see it sexually, yeah. you know. I but it's funny, he's, point, he's, he's, you know, picking at it, you know, like, but it's what, you know, it's one thing when you're, you know, just with yourself, self-love. And there's mm. another when you're just like jerking off everywhere in front of people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, I love that. Much. I don't feel uncomfortable with that. I love that. I love when yeah. people talk about, that's real talk. That's real. Sh and if women, yeah, of course we do. But we're not fucking jerking off on the subways. Like, when I'm on a train, Our there's guys, always some guy whipping out his dick and jerking off. Nah, stop it. That's I'm like real kidding. life. Like, this in real life. I swear to God. And I'm, I'm, I've seen a plethora of penises here in the city <laughs> since I've been here. And I've, I've become desensitized by it even. Like I used to get really mad. Like want to blow, like pull the emergency brake on the train and make a big and embarrass. They don't give a shit. They're sick, you know? Yeah. They really don't. Or point them out. It's the same thing as cat collar, but extreme cat calling. You know? I heard that like homeless dudes always have really big dicks though. <laughs> Is that true? Because well, I've okay, never once, seen. Listen, honey. Once I get a glimpse of skin, I'm not going to stare and <laughs> oh, size it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I thought you like we we're gonna pull your measuring tape. <laughs> out. I'm like, you know what? Well, now, yeah, now I wanna. Uh, no, put listen, of, uh, you gave me homework. Or... I'll give you homework. What? My homework is to learn these female stand-ups, give them a chance, right. check out some more of them. You gave me some suggestions. Next time you have homeless dudes whip Jerking out their dicks off, on the yeah. train, I need you to get like Honey, a they, eyeball measurement. Taxi drivers, Uber drivers, taxi drivers. What? I've had a taxi driver nah, say, dog, you know, you don't have to pay for this and whip out his dick. What? what? Wait. Yo, is this how women are living out here? I'm not. I, you know, I. But you know what? We're. I. We need to talk. I don't want to get. Si you know, like serious. But yeah, it's a thing. You know, yeah. like I. I love it. Yeah, a good fucking joke. I want to get dirty too. I'm like, yeah, you know, I flicked the bean for like a fucking half hour or something like that. But yeah, we're not out there. You know, it's, it, there's something about people who jerk off who like want to make the other person a victim or they want to get a rise out of them. Yeah, that's they, fucking They feel crazy. some sort of power manner. You know? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, Which that's... is not what Martin Lawrence is saying. No, he's not. Nah. He's definitely this talking okay. about just when you're yeah. home as long sometimes. As he's not out there and using comedy to vet about real demons and shit. Or not even demons. That's like a natural yeah. fucking thing. Like everybody oh, with themselves, hello. You know what I love? It, it's kind of like the Sinbad joke because he does take something that's very mundane, uh -huh. which is like. You know, being yeah. home and By jerking off, and out of boredom, and just, and like, just yeah. makes it this fucking hilarious yeah, bit. Because everybody can relate. Yeah, like it just connected. So let's check out <laughs> Kevin Hart. Uh, this right. is seriously funny, and this is a clip from Seriously Funny. I, I said that two times. Did you is, hear that? Is it seriously? But is it no. seriously? Is it funny? I don't know. It might be maybe funny. Maybe seriously. Okay. <laughs> you know, I can break women down, man. I tell you know what? I'm gonna tell you guys something that you're not gonna like, but you need to hear it. You need to hear it. Not one woman in this room likes for her man to have a good time when she's not around. <laughs> not one. <laughs> true statement. <laughs> Some of y'all looking at me with attitude. Some of y'all are giving me attitude. Not true. I don't care. Have fun. Shut up. Kill yourself. Let me, let me tell you why. No, just yeah. listen. Let me tell you why I feel like this, okay? I don't say anything that I cannot prove. That's your lady right there, right? If I'm wrong, sweetie, tell me I'm wrong, okay? You ever been out with your boys? You with your boys. You ain't doing nothing wrong. It's you and your boys. Ain't no women around. You're having a good time with your boys. 
She call you while you out. When you pick up the phone, she hears fun in the background. <laughs> That's why they get an attitude, because she hear fun. Because you picked up the phone, having a good time. <laughs> hey, hey, shut up, Steve. Hey, no, hey, I ain't gonna take another shot. No, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Yo, yeah, I swear to God, it was like the best night of my life. I swear to God. Hey, 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 what's up, babe? You know what? Nothing. Do you. I don't got time for this. <laughs> do you, boo-boo. Do you, boo-boo. You know why? Because I'm a do me. Do you, boo-boo. Do you. <laughs> Every time I call, you always laughing. What the fuck is so funny? <laughs> you laughing at my stretch marks. What? <laughs> Nobody knows you have stretch marks. <laughs> Y'all crazy, man. Y'all look crazy. Yeah, you can cut it there. Oh my god, Yo, I love that. <laughs> this is a tough matchup. Yeah, this is a tough matchup. Yeah. Uh, time out. Yeah. How much of what he's saying is true? It's a hundred percent true. <laughs> With me though, it's it's like a. I don't know. It's like, because, you know, you're, you're, you know, after you survive cuffing season, you're together. Yeah. And it's a yeah, thing. That's it. And you guys are lovey dovey. And then the moment he goes out, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I haven't gone out. Is this a thing we could do now? <laughs> Is this a thing? Because I want an equal playing field. Let me know when you're going out with your boys because I want to go out with my friends. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Woo, woo, woo. Like, the, shit I, is, the shit is that y'all never want to go out with your friends. I like, do. With me, listen, I just want, even though you're going out with your, all right. I don't want to sit there like, it depends also who their friends are you know what i mean like if i'm going out with my chicks you're like oh no problem but if i'm hanging out with a whole bunch of putas yeah. doing puteria you're gonna be like oh shit she's hanging out so it's also like oh you're with the okay the guys yeah. you know but for the most part for me it's like equal playing field i want to go out and be you know ariana on her own yeah without, by, by yourself by my, you know so I, it's a matter of like yeah there's times where it's like oh you know i could have gone out but i'm just gonna hang out with boo and then mm. they go out and like what I, I'm going out tomorrow night. Yeah, you know, yeah. I just want to equal the, the playing field. That shit is mad funny. It's but so petty. It's so it's, silly. It's it's one of those things where it's like like it's it's another example of the same thing. Like it's right. like this is a everyday relationship situation that they're like kind of like magnifying uh -huh. and like just yeah. getting pulling yeah. the laughs right I, it out of it. It goes both ways too. I feel like you know sometimes they'll be like, "Where you at, yo?" Where, finish you know, this clip. You coming back home. Finish, yeah, finish the Kevin Hart clip because I cut it a little early to ask you if that part was true. Yeah, yeah. Just press play. Very serious, man. Yeah, I'll give it, I'll go a step further. For those people that are not believers yet, I'll go a step further. Fellas, you ever have a genuine laugh around your lady? I'm talking about to where your stomach hurts. You know, the good laughs, <laughs> one of them. Like, <laughs> you ever look at your lady face? You ever see how mad she get because she's not a part of the laugh? <laughs> Look at her face, you think I'm lying? <laughs> the hell are you laughing at? I thought everything was cool, I didn't know that about you. I know what I'm talking about. Ladies, I know what you guys are thinking. You're like, whatever. Men, you do the same thing too. Y'all get an attitude with us when we go out. I'll tell you something, ladies. See, you come with me. I don't really give a fuck. Hey, let, me, let me tell you why. Listen, okay? Listen, we don't. It's all an act, okay? If you guys can see how much fun we have when you leave the house and we're alone, there's so much fun stuff that happens. You'll never know about this stuff. It's just a good time. We gotta put on that show so you feel like we care. It's all a show. Babe, no, come on, babe. Babe, please, 
every night with them. Come on, <laughs> spend time with me, your man. And the bitch is gone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm by myself. What? Uh, I'm by myself. What I'm gonna do? What I'm gonna do? I'ma beat my dick. I'ma beat my dick. I'ma get it. I'ma get it. With a laptop bag. With a laptop bag. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's yeah. true. Yeah, yo, it's one hundred percent. I gotta go through. Like so, when 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 my like when my boobs are I'm like, oh great, I don't have to fucking shave. Yeah. I have oh. to fucking shave. I have to do my hair, put makeup on. Like, no, when you leave, I'm having a great time popping my fucking pimples in the mirror. <laughs> just, <laughs> just staring at you. I can't yeah, I'm great. And as far as he was saying laughs, and I mean I that I don't relate to that because I'm in comedy, so yeah. I'm gonna always have another female or male make me laugh out of my mind yeah. all the time. So I mean, for me, do tell about this is completely unrelated to the bracket. Right. But do comedians date other comedians? That was the worst mistake that... I've ever made in my life. Why? It's so easy to fall into you know because you're working with people and you know you're single and you're out there and you do and it's just the vibe and comics comedians were I don't know there's like a vibe there's like a you know and it's easy to to be attracted to somebody you're surrounded with all the it's just not a good idea it's bad for business just it's bad for business and comedians damn I mean I'm sure maybe somewhere out there there's a freak comedian couple that survived and they made it but it's a lot like one comedian's enough you know what I mean yeah. to have two and then the the push and pull and we're we're just like a different we're in our heads and it's i don't know it didn't work out for me and then going back into business and it's like oh fuck no. i have to bump into this person again it's <laughs> like ah, or, or you know there's and there's also times where I've, I've gone over it and you know i've acted about it like a dude about it I was like, all right whatever next you know <laughs> Yoga looks but yeah like, oh hey what's going on i'm going over here to this bigger and better comedy club what are you doing over there scrub you know and it's so corny but it's no I, I don't know if it's like the best thing for business yeah i guess one, it happens one, thing, lot, that, happens. one thing that we spoke off, Comics hook off up the or, mic yeah. was that like co comedians a lot of comedians have demons oh so yeah. it's like built into the dna of of people we that all pursue do. it so but this so is I how guess, we cope with it if it's like two comedians oh it's like extra yeah. demon laundry lists it's, where it's yeah. crazy it's uh it's there's just it's different you know everybody's different you know but there's some mm -hmm. who are emotionally unavailable and then you have like you know a crazy like we're all like we just have different sides so when yeah. we really put down the wall and you would get to know that person that's getting up on stage and why and you know it's i'm not putting us down i mean all humans have that but us particularly i think it's heightened i i mean that's my experience with dating comedians got it you know could i ask you a question? so yeah uh, oh, go for it. Um, I'm just curious though, right? Say you were dating a uh -huh. comedian, like you know what I mean. A lot. Of, I know it's a lot of comedians. You know, like you said before, like you know, draw from your life, draw from your family, but like you know what I mean. No, most of the time, you know, the comedian telling the story is always winning on that, right? Right. Right. But then when you're dating a comedian, are you concerned about him airing you out now? Right. Because now you're a public figure. He's a public figure. Right. And now it's like, oh, Ariana, this is what yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. Like, would that bother you? Not would that really. like be I a concern? I think we we like, have a little bit thick. So I, people can, and even now people make fun and jest and make big jokes uh, mm -hmm. you know right. I don't think not so much that and it's just different too because I enjoy dating guys who are I'm, I'm dating someone now who enjoys and loves comedy but he's not a comedian right but it, when I'm when I'm working which is all the time you're constantly thinking about comedy or funny or listening to or you're you're also I mean, it's, it's something I want to do for work but something I'm very passionate about he chimes in he's like oh that joke you can do it like this and, this. and it's different with a comic though mm -hmm. you know because they have their own humor and it's a little bit more everybody has a defined I, I don't know I, I personally haven't been able to 
connect romantically with a comic and have it work like that. But I've been able to sit down at a table and, and bounce ideas with another comedian and be like, ah, and you can confuse that for love, you know? You can be like, Got oh it. man, we have so much in common. Like, I love you, we're so on point. We work like, so good together, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. make jokes and, and babies. Once, and then once, and it's just not, it just becomes a different thing. Yeah. Once you start fucking, you know, like, like yeah, fucking. fucking, it's a different thing. Like, are you, are you, you like, admire someone? You like getting the fucking back? You was trying to take yeah. the fucking back? I was like, no, no, no. So let's get to voting. Okay. We got Marlon Lawrence and we got Kevin Hart. You so crazy, seriously funny. Which one of those bits is better? Hmm. Which one of those bits is better? Which one made you laugh different. more? Which one? I mean, of this course. This is a personal. Yeah. A personal. I'm a massive fan of Martin Lawrence. Yeah. Like a huge, like this is one of the reasons. Kevin Hart, I'm not really too mm -hmm. excited about, you See, know. But in this, I really enjoyed, um, you know, the, the, the story, the setup and mm -hmm. everything with, um, you know, oh, you have a phone without me? Yeah. And the phone call. And I think it's a real relatable thing that both women and men can relate to. Versus the, um, if I have to, Martin Lawrence just talking about one point of view, which is a male point of view. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm just jerking off. I'm bored. You know, I guess if I have to, but that's just how it relates to me. You know, mm. but they they were both hilarious. Wait, so who are you picking? Oh, uh, well, Kevin Hart's bit. The Kevin bit. Kevin Hart's bit. The yeah, bit. that's what we're talking I'm about. picking the bit. And that's what's hard. It's hard, like, separating the person from the bit. It's hard to judge comedy in general. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. The yeah, bit, because I felt like. That's one of the hardest things that I've come across is that, like, I, like we, we've had to sit down and watch a bunch of specials, uh -huh. and it's really difficult sometimes because you're watching it and it's like it's so subjective right because it's really difficult to watch kevin hart and not know kevin hart now right and watch martin lawrence and not know martin lawrence now right, because right. that that stand-up is over 20 years old mm -hmm. you know what i mean like the, the the joke that martin lawrence made so it's like it's hard to contextualize it right but i do also go with kevin hart yeah, on this, on this one just because M martin was good but i'm not i i prefer uh, Kevin Hart's setups. Right. His setups were better. His payoffs were better. His act. Uh, yeah, yeah, like his payoffs were better. Like the like, do you boo boo is it, classic. No, well that's it, he. It wasn't even really a joke. These are things that we say. You know. Yeah, like it was like it I'm was. Like, oh yeah. Do I'm, you boo boo? I've done that. I was like, oh, you going? I'm going out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like those are like. <laughs> Remember when you didn't answer my phone? <laughs> I'm not gonna answer it for a week. You see, but that's the difference about that's men and women. That's how women are. I'm going to bring so you back for another episode about men and women because there's another difference there, but I don't even want to get into it now because it's a whole can Yo, of worms. But we're going to go Kevin Hart. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart wins this round. Am I supposed to write Applauses something? Applause for Kevin Yeah, yeah. write it and sign your name. This is fun. I just put this bracket together where so people could write it. Right. It's going to be... Really so Kevin Hart, where do I write this? Right there this below like that This is like algebra. One. Right below that one? No, 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 no. You've never filled out a bracket? No. You really are a woman. So this is you so crazy, oh, seriously funny. So the winner. I was too busy perfect. learning real things like fucking grammar and arithmetic. You fool. A yeah, bracket is far from you, algebra. You see, you, <laughs> you thought that you would need to learn those things, but what you actually needed to learn was, was brackets. brackets. You see what I'm saying? Right here. Okay, so Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just right, right, Kevin. That Kevin. works. That's there it. we All go. Right. So we're going to go to the next matchup. Ooh. And this matchup is extremely close to my heart because the love you feel for Martin, I feel for Patrice O'Neal. Ah, and and he's he's like he's the one that I'm championing to win this whole thing. Uh. But he has a very difficult matchup in the homeboy Dave Chappelle. Oh. It's uh, You putting them together? Yeah, I didn't. It's the fucking stupid random generator ah. ended up putting 
His what, favorite what comedian. What generator is this? What so it's is like that? basically what you do. It's it's a website oh. where you put in like all the thing, like all the teams essentially. So like I just acted that the the specials were teams. Uh-huh. It puts them all in a list and then it puts them together. Like these two teams are going against each other, so that you s- get to one winner overall. So you can that, use that generator for evil too. Like put people in there and match them. <laughs> yeah. Oh hell yeah. Hell yeah. What else can we use that generator for? Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, like, I like I like where your head's at. Wait a minute. Um okay, cool. so this one's gonna be tough, but we're gonna get into Patrice O'Neill and um hold on. The one that we wanna look up is this one. Go to Okay, perfect. I don't have this. Okay. That's dope. So <laughs> click uh press play. Let me try to look this one up. Terrell, if I go, hey Terrell, we work together. And I go, Terrell, hey, do me a favor, let me know when you're getting up to go to the bathroom so I can sniff. Wait, no, that that was way, your timestamp is wrong. That wasn't the setup. You're actually on the wrong place. It's 2420. That's where I was. No, you're at 2428. So press play. And the Grizzly Bears is like. And the Grizzly Bears. That's oppressive. Like you shouldn't even. And there's cameras everywhere. You can't do like weird stuff behind a back. Like, why would it be disrespectful? I said, what's your name? That's fine. Terrell. If I go, hey Terrell, we work together. And I go, Terrell, hey, do me a favor. Let me know when you're getting up to go to the bathroom so I can sniff your chair. because it's sexual but that keeps me from being like I think look I think there should be a holiday uh, for lack of a better word harassment day but (laughs) not that sounds whatever but I mean a day where I get to find out like because and this is why it should be harassment day because women get to be inappropriate sexually all the time. You get to be inappropriate. And when I say inappropriate, I mean, I mean <laughs> say hello to me too close. Hi. Oh, <laughs> what does he perceive as too close? Or some yeah. weird <laughs> massage because you think we're friends and you, good morning, a little kiss. And he's just like, oh, oh, boy, oh, boy, 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 boy. And you think in your head, man, I wonder if I I wonder if I don't know. <laughs> but harassment day allows you to be able to ask. All oh, year, I say the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's a beautiful day. Flowers and everything. You buy a flowers. You just real cool. You walk up. You're respectful. You say, "Hey, how are you?" You know, "Good afternoon, Terrell. Happy Harassment Day." <laughs> You're about to. <laughs> and you just like say, "Listen, I was wondering all year if you would suck my dick in a boom closet." <laughs> yeah. 
so is that, that is that what you guys want? A fucking <laughs> harassment day? No, I don't no. need it. Alan's lying. Yes, <laughs> Alan is lying. Yes, guys. We'd love, love a this. don't be a fuckboy day. Be, <laughs> yeah. Keep it but, real day. But that's what I'm saying. It's like the Fine, purge. Bring it on. If you have one day that's harassment day, <laughs> it's like the rest of the year you can't do right. any of that. <laughs> but it's like I feel like what I loved about that one is kind of like you ever worked in an office? Yeah. You ever like in an office setting? Oh god. It's kind of like sucks a soul out of you. Girls be friendly sometimes, and it's like you don't know. Like you don't know whether it's like yo, like you trying to suck my thing in the broom closet, it's or called... you just being nice. Like I don't know, but you can't ask. You know what I mean? It's like, called customer service, <laughs> and <laughs> that's <laughs> still that's like a service. It's like we, we're still stuck on that. Hi, welcome to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like nah, but yeah, I think he does a phenomenal. I think job. everything's an invitation for you guys. <laughs> it's like she looked at me. She wants me. She looked at me she's real wearing, close. Those said t- hi, she, she knows yeah, what yeah. she's wearing. The male she's, ego. You know, like yeah, yeah you guys don't know. You know, you know what though? It's it's like like the massage thing like mm. girls be doing that shit girls yeah. like no I know girls do, te- do that too girls do that shit and it's kind of like a, a guy would never and you don't know what you know, a guy's and it's, it goes with uh, with cat calls I fucking hate me a cat call I, hate, I just feel like so like a bit like a I want to turn around like what like I want to yeah. I lose my shit and I've, I've been I've done I have like tricks and pranks that I do to cat callers but then I see another chick like or in front of me Wearing, you know, like real, like skimpy outfits, mm. and they cack, and she loves it. She's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I eat soup, you know. <laughs> she keeps like, I'm like, bitch, you're fucking ruining the progression here. <laughs> you're ruining the progression. You know what we're doing? We don't have to be, you know. And I get it because, well, it's it's also like she see, she doesn't see it, you know, mm-hmm. as as like a negative, it's right? But for me, I feel like you really have to lust it. Like I get like women and men, it's a primal thing. You see a woman, it's like, and same thing for women. Like we're like something we get like fuck. Like there's been guys that are just so out of this world, like gorgeous that I, you know, I was like, wow, I start clapping. You are talented. Like I've had my cat, you know, like That's I get crazy. it. Mm-hmm. See, like but a guy would never say talented. Like, as you a cat are talented. <laughs> no, or you know, you say something. It'd be like, along yo, I love the way your bag match your purse, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, something to that effect. But you know, and I know it's primal to be attracted, to, but you know, also be civilized and don't. Yeah. You know. <laughs> like, so, do you really uh, think you're gonna get a chick like? Like, I don't understand. I, yeah, I, I like it. I, it's never worked in the history right. of like me watching it because I've never catcalled. Oh, of you know what I mean. But in the history of me watching it done, right. I've never seen it like, like work. What do they get? At, like, can we define catcalling? Yeah, when nigga Alan go home, you don't know what the fuck catcalling. Where have no, you because been? like, yo, what if what if I like roll up to a shorty on the street? I'm like, yo, what's up? How well, you right looking? there, you said shorty. I go, hey, what I mean? Well, you know, it was a description, but like, hey, I go up to some random person and I say, wow, I found you attractive. Is that called a catcall? Okay, so I've I've had. Do you have to scream it out? No, a catcall is like a little bit to me, like you know, just like hey, you know, hey, right. So it's a random occurrence. Nice ass, or you know, or they say something derogatory towards. Oh, so it has to be derogatory. It has to be derogatory. No, but then you get the. No, there's a difference when there's somebody, and I've had strangers come up to me like, "Wow, you, you know, you're beautiful." I just needed to take the time to let you know that, and walk away on his merry way. No, but like that's respectful. That's not catcalling. Catcalling is like walk away. Yeah, catcalling is like you watching her walk, and you're like, "Yo, baby, you need a straw in that shake." No, right, right. But then you see, this is why I asked the definition because, like, what if I did all that? You just say, "Oh, hey, look, you look beautiful today." I just want to tell you that. Plus, can I get your number? Well, <laughs> that the way happens he said too. That, yeah, exactly. Is that a can I get your number? Is that not considered? No, you're obviously just hitting on. No, it's, I'm like, okay, so it's different. Saying, it's so it's different. You know what I'm saying? You, you see what I'm so saying we know how, what your dating tactics are. Yeah. So we know I, how listen, you find one. Has it worked for you? Has it worked for you? Like, oh, I like the stranger. To be fair, 
sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Okay. But I don't get hurt either way. You know right. what I mean? But like, you know, if you're respectable about right. it. But like, that's what I mean. Can we define it? Because my, listen, does it have to be derogatory or can me, it be like, oh, hey, what's me, up? For me, listen, and I'm not being like this fairy, like, oh my God, I'm just so precious. Please don't talk to me a certain mm-hmm. way. I don't want to be talked to like that. I'm not saying that. But yeah, when you're, when I shouldn't be feeling fucking threatened right. or clenching myself when I'm passing by a group of men. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't have to, I, like there's some shit I want to wear and I know I can't. Mm-hmm. Or I, I, I can, but I have to know that I'm going to get a certain type right. of attention for it. And that, and it's fine when you come and approach someone like that, but when it's like, hey, mommy, oh, right, hey. Right, right. you know, like just like these crazy. I'm going to add that to my rebel Some of them are, <laughs> The heavy breathing. No, let me tell you, woof, woof. some of them are funny. Sometimes I wonder if these guys just like to get a rise yeah. out of the women and they say a joke. Because I mean, I like when I I live in the Bronx. Yeah. You know, and then I, I'm always working with my with my colleagues in the Heights, and that's mm. just the culture there. Yeah. It's like you know, oh, you know, it's without a doubt. I know when I turn around, the guy's looking at my ass. You know, like, yeah. and, and I was like, all right, you know, but what? Yeah, when you're call, cat calling. Or one time, this guy was like, hey, psst, 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 mommy, hey, yo, yo, mommy. So I turned around, went up to him, yes, sir. And it was, he didn't have anything to say. Oh, damn. It was just silent. I go, did you? And I Uh, talk like really super. I say, sir. Every time I go, hey, thank you, sir. Like I make (laughs) it that bad, you know. And um, he he didn't have anything to say. I'm like, did you call me over here? Yeah. For what? Um, You got a boyfriend? Yeah, I do. Is that it? Okay, I'm going to leave. The moment I turn around to walk away, he does it again. Uh, it's like I can't even try to level with this fucker. That's pretty like, good, though. That's that pretty, good. pretty good. That's a pretty because good. Because I was I was tired of being uh, so passive, a girl like ah, and I, I would take out my camera sometimes. I was like, maybe it's nothing serious. So I was yeah. like, let me see what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously he's brain dead. You know, and brain dead people don't know how to fucking articulate themselves <laughs> like a normal person and say, hey, hi, you know. So there's a yeah, di- there's right. a difference. Okay. I think there's a, so you can you can keep your your little stalker voice. <laughs> wow, is it stalker? It's not stalker. If I'm up front about it, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Don't leave. Hey, hey, hey. All right, let's go to Dave Chappelle. Let's Kill, do it. And this is from Killing Them Softly. All right. Uh, so run the clip. Oh, love that. Love that. I'm a paranoid guy. You know, that's how I am. <laughs> I am. I'd be scared to call 911 for anything, even if it's like a fire or anything, because they take those phone calls. I see the shows, they tape them, and then they play them on television. That's fucked up. Now, I'll say anything if I'm scared. That shit is private, you know what I mean? What if I get killed? I start playing that 911 tape on the news, I'm dead. I can't explain myself to my buddies and shit. We're watching the news. We have Reg Chapman on the scene. Reg? <laughs> What's going on out there? Oh, it takes a guy on the scene in a minute. Hi, Bob. Hi, yes. We just got hold of a copy of Dave Chappelle's Frantic. 911 emergency call. Remember, viewers, some of this language is disturbing. <laughs> Hello, emergency. Help! Help, motherfucker, they're coming to get me! Just calm down, sir, where are you? Oh, oh, I shit on myself. I can't stop crying. They play that shit 30, 40 times a day. All my buddies will be at my funeral looking at me. You know Dave shit on himself right now. <laughs> 
saw it on the news. Died crying like a bitch. <laughs> I'll be dead, I can't defend myself. That's not a nice thing to do. That's not a nice thing to do. I mean, it's a 911 tape. How do they expect you to sound? <laughs> of course you're gonna be scared. It's an emergency. There's nobody calls 911 cool and relaxed. That, and that shit would sound ridiculous. Hello, emergency. Hi. <laughs> hey, 911, how are you? Yeah. Uh, look, there's a group of hooded white men gathering outside of my house. And it looks like they mean business. Get out here, nigger! <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I hate that Patrice got set up with Dave. Right. That's such How a... did that happen? And the, the bits are, they're different because Patrice, on it, you know, he's, he's playing on something that's, that's real. The guys, mm -hmm. something guys think of subconsciously yep. or, you know, like they feel like they should have a day. Yeah. Especially when you're restricted, like you can't do this. You can't, yeah. you know? And then Dave Chappelle, he, you know, he's reaching into this imagination. This, you know, this. Like one of the, so there's a couple things that I that I love about about this bit from Dave uh -huh. is is number one that it's like um like he's such a fucking smart motherfucker because uh -huh. it's like so when he does the the nine one one call where you sound nice on the phone right, right? and it's kind of like he could have chose any situation right but he chooses KKK members right, outside right, trying yeah, to kill yeah. you you know what I mean so it's like he draws into <laughs> that and then just immediately makes it about. Like the joke became about to me just uh, black uh -huh. male masculinity. So, right. Well, obviously male, but black masculinity where it's kind of like motherfuckers will tell you in your grave, uh -huh. "Yo, he sounded like a bitch right, when he died right, because right. He, you heard that nine one one call. Right, what right, a fucking right. bitch!" But that heightened you know I mean? it too because it wasn't so much a male. But yeah, the, the, there's a there's a definitely a persona you have to yeah, like a know. persona kind of thing. Right. And it was like it was so brilliant, but it it was like yeah, because you could have went anywhere with that. He yeah. could have just. Uh, be like with a knife to his throat or some some other scenario, mm -hmm. where it's, but it wouldn't have landed as much as right. Exactly, as like the, it's yeah. just like 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 it's like, like hey, there's a <laughs> he does these little things <laughs> that are just like oh motherfucker, yeah, yeah. why the fuck are you so good and you gotta fucking go against Patrice O'Neal, you motherfucker. <laughs> um, but one another thing that he does, which is primal, which is one thing that I noticed like listening through all of these, uh -huh. it was kind of like the evolution of the white people voice. Oh like, my god, I know he's so fucking like, good yo, at it. Cause it yeah. starts so with good. like uh we did Richard Pryor uh -huh. in another oh. episode. Uh we did uh, live in concert. Uh, -huh. uh so that was like a like his that was special was from like seventy nine or something uh -huh. like that. And Richard Pryor has one of the all time white people voices. It's like fucking brilliant. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and, <laughs> and then like just tracing that from like Richard Pryor to Martin to Chris Rock to Dave Chappelle. The evolution of the white people voice should be like a podcast on its own because like his right. white people voice is tremendous. So good. No, and yeah, especially yeah. The, he, with the characters he, do, he plays. Do you do any voices? Do you try to do any voices uh, in, not your, in your I bits? Can, I, I, you know, when I want to play out, I'll play it a little extra, you yeah. know, but not for the most. And then I do like, you know, like the ghetto girl or like the, the, the Bronx voice. Yeah, like the yeah. Tomara voice, you know. From 181 or whatever. You know? Okay, that I sounds good. I like, I, like that. I like that. Whatever helps the character out, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I like that. I can do like a totally white girl voice. Like I'm totally vegan and I just can't do anything that moves. That know? works. That works. That's like the current iteration of the white people like voice I'm right now. Like I'm gluten free. <laughs> so like I know free. if somebody eats peanuts, they'll die. But if I get a cracker thrown at me, <laughs> you know, I will also die. I don't know. All right, so let's vote. 
Right. Okay. So let's vote. Oh, another thing is I might be biased on which this is one. fucking annoying what? is that one of the other things that I was judging on when I was like listening to like the bits with with um in other episodes and all that is the level of difficulty mm. the joke requires. Right. Because like for example, what do you like, mean to write or no? To, not not to write, but like the subject matter. Okay. The subject matter. Well, so yeah. like for example, like Patrice in this bit it's is risky. talking about it's, sexual it's harassment. Yeah. It's something super taboo, and mm-hmm. he reached in there, and he, you know, so it's tough. But then also, uh, Dave Chappelle came up with this scenario and executed it perfectly. Right, exactly. It was almost like acting. He acted right. out. It, you know, it was like it a was, story. Or, it was a it was a fucking sketch. It was a sketch. Without, it was like, a sketch. Any other yeah, props yeah. or anything Pretty else? Pretty else out there just being honest and telling him, telling you, which stand, for yeah. me that's like stand yeah. more stand up than you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My comment, I prefer to do like uh, imaginary make up these things mm-hmm. and act out like Chappelle. But yeah. if I was going to be like, what's the truest, rawest stand up there it would be Patrice O'Neill, I think. And that Ooh. joke. But I think I'm going to vote for I'll choose. My heart. Dave Chappelle. <laughs> oh, because I feel like it takes a lot of creativity. Yeah. The, the voices, the, the act out. I related to it more. And he's a fucking genius and I love him. So. Yeah. But yeah. I think, yeah, you need a lot more balls and a lot more uh, like legit comic cojones to do what Patrice O'Neill yeah. did and used to do. Yeah. He's that, a fucking, that was, he's so, a G. Like he's like the granddaddy of all fucking, he's a shit. What was, is, is there a name for that kind of humor? <laughs> uh, Like, um, like the kind of like stuff like. Like making jokes about sexual harassment. Like in your or, face? No, just there. I guess there is a little bit. Like, yeah, there's a style. You <coughs> yeah, know? there's like, a style. style. Like yeah. people do storytelling. People just out there just ranting and being. You know, in, there's insult comics. There's a lot of. Mm-hmm. I don't. I wouldn't say he's an insult comic. You know, but he keeps it fucking a hundred. Yeah. You know? So I, I'm. You know, I'm going O'Neill, and I'm going O'Neill for the reasons of not just that I love him, right. But then also the fact that like he's pulling from a place that's much more difficult to pull from. Right. right. So it's kind of like you know when when you think about like okay let's make a joke about like masculinity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So instead of making like a joke, like Chappelle's pulling from masculinity, mm-hmm. where O'Neill is pulling from sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Which is it's also a, a version of masculinity, but a mm-hmm. much more taboo version of masculinity you know what i mean so i have to go with o'neill because that shit feels harder to me to Mm -hmm. be able to say like yo we should just have a harassment day like if you walked into your office and said pitch that to your hr coordinator and said yo how about a harassment day for the whole right. office? And that's clever, too. Yeah, that's super so, clever. Like so he played like, out that scenario, too. I just, yeah, for so me, I don't know. All right, so it looks like we're going to need Alan on this All one. right, Alan, what do you this, think? That's This is rough, but at the end of the day, um, just based off of the skits, right? Yeah, just the clips. Just, just off the, the clips, clips, I would actually have to side with Patrice O'Neill. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. I love because you're dude. No, no. No, no, I respect it. It's because we all want a harassment day. And then, you know what? I would have Let me know so I can call out, bitch. I'm really sick. I'm going to call out that fucking day. Yo, you know yeah. what's crazy? That that's probably what would happen if there was a harassment. Yeah, day. and then all everybody's the women, businesses will fall under because yeah. nobody wants to be fucking harassed. Yeah, all Understand? the women would call out. Really? Because can you imagine somebody slaps me on the ass like, "Hey, toots, you yeah. mind getting me the fucking?" <laughs> and like we're in nineteen fifty something. Hey, toots, a little yeah. grab on the ass. Yeah. But you know what? It'll be my the, boss is drinking vodka in his fucking office at noon. Like, it'll yeah. it'll be days. the safest Madman way yeah. to identify who's DTF though. Yeah, right. Like, it's the safest way because you know any woman like listen, it's like. 
like, yo, here's harassment day. If you're a woman, it's your option. You don't have to come in. Right. It's a free vacation <laughs> yeah. day. But if you come in, you know what the Maybe fuck is going on over it here. From harassment day to who's Express DTF. yourself day. DTF day. DTF day. DTF day. And it's the same for the guys. Listen, like, and I'm not trying to cock block women who are like okay and open to that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, but it's also w- like there has to be a line not just know? women because like as a guy <laughs> you know if no, you're a guy it. it's, it's you know it's harassment day you're like yo I'm gonna go into work today and I'm ready to be objectified yeah. like I want a girl to because it's gonna it's gonna you be a girl always, you guys wanna be because <laughs> it's gonna be a girl you don't like it's not gonna be the girl right. you like no, that's gonna and harass same thing you. with women like yeah. when we when I when I do finally decide to dress up and go out with the girls and be sexy with heels and miniskirts it's always a dude I don't want <laughs> so come out to me I'm like oh fuck I put a mascara on for this god damn it alright Adriana. Uh, thanks, thanks for coming to the show. Oh my god, my I pleasure! Had a tremendous time, my pleasure. Um, and we got to reschedule this battle of the sexes, Yo, so you can call Alan it. a creep again. Oh, I'm gonna put you on to so many <laughs> to the other gender. Where the fuck have you been? I'm gonna put you on to the other. You're, you're, I'm gonna open your. Yeah, your I mind. like that. That's the name. That's the name of the episode. Where the fuck have you been? And where we'll have a have battle of the sexes. <laughs> so yeah, Ariana. Um, what I was gonna say. Oh no, we'll get you to plug stuff later on. Yeah. So I'll get that drop from you later. Awesome. Um I'm just gonna do this for the episode so I don't have to do it later. Right. Um so do you have any shows coming up, anywhere where people can go see you? All right. Yeah. That's a wrap, folks. Oh, Thanks a lot. You didn't need oh. me to say anything. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Because oh, 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 sh- I was actually I'm going to be at Broadway Comedy Club October 18th. I got room 28, <laughs> October 12th. I got fucking derailed at Melbourne. Tony, don't close that off yet. I'm, I'm working, yo. I'm not. I'm a feminist. You should be. Oh, he's so handsome. What's his name?